0: Snap Production. Da, 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 da. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. I <laughs> know. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> For the first time in 2021. <laughs> Take it away, my dulcet-turned Adonis.
1: I've been waiting for weeks to do this. Me too! <coughs> <coughs> Hola y bienvenido a Just the Gist, una semanalish <laughs> podcast en el cual Rosie Waterland y yo, Hilaria Baldwin. Ah! <laughs> darte solo yes. esencia de lo que necesites saber sobre una historia. Un creemos que que lo resultará suficientemente interesante para el que eres. Yeah. That. That's it.
0: I, that was so <laughs> surprising and very sexy.
1: Oh How well, do I've...
0: you know how to do that? Do you speak Spanish?
1: Oh, I wish. Anyone who does speak Spanish is going to pull that apart so terribly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I have tried to learn to speak Spanish and um, the whole Hilaria Baldwin scenario just pushed me over the edge. So I've started. Oh, I can't wait.
0: (laughs) It's on the list. And I think you mean Hilary Haywood Thomas, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yay! Welcome 2021! We made it. We made it. And it's so funny that we're going to, because we've had our break, we've had a very... um, Lovely break over Christmas, and most of you were very forgiving of us. Mm. Some of you sent us very angry messages every Friday morning (laughs) when there wasn't an episode. But, you know, we need some rest Mm. um, from all the nonsense that we talk to you guys about. (laughs) And we've had some lovely time off, um, but we've both really missed it. And we were going to do just one episode this week, but I honestly had – there has been so much breaking news – since 2021 started, Mm -hmm. like, and there's this meme and joke I keep seeing going around saying 2021 is just two 2020s on top of each other in a trench coat. (laughs) Like, it really is just... (laughs) We were all like, oh, can't wait till 2021. Everything's going to calm down. It's going to go back to normal. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no. It's been Mm -hmm. cray-cray. It's Mm -hmm. already been cray-cray. So this is a whole little breaking news app because we thought it would be too long to fit a regular app and all breaking news into a thing. So you got this mm. one and then you got Jacob's other one that he's doing. So two this week. Hooray, because we Hooray. love you.
1: Yes. Hooray. Um, yeah, I've just been walking around going, I knew we were putting too much pressure on 2021. We had such mm. high expectations. Of course, it was going to work out this way. And I am telling myself, all right, this is just the 13th month of 2020.
0: That's yes. just the final prank of 2020.
1: Is that it's so an extended true. edition, and um, February mm. things will be normal in February.
0: Everything. It's like people in terrible relationships. They're like they're like everything will calm down when we have a baby. <laughs> like, no, no, it'll get worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything will calm down in February. No, yeah. no, it's probably going to get worse. But um, I will say, the biggest. Breaking news. Oh, well, oh, 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 I nearly didn't do the song. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm rusty. We've had four weeks off and I'm rusty. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, um. <gasps> oh, and I told that woman online, I forget her name, but she said I always wake up her baby, so I'm going to take an extra obnoxious deep breath in <laughs> so she has time to press mute. Okay, ready? <gasps> Also, if you're listening to this with a sleeping baby, that's kind of weird. We talk about really inappropriate stuff. Yeah. But that's, you know... you <laughs> No judgment. Get ready okay, for ready. some
1: therapy bills in the future.
0: <sighs> breaking news. A breaking news. I got the scope. See? extra, extra. Read all about it. A Breaking news. First edition 2021. See? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so biggest breaking news so far of 2021 Mm -hmm. is that I found my Apple Watch. (laughs) 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 Well, Lyra found it. So Mm. I guess it's also caught up in other big news is that I'm officially a South Australian resident. I'm moving to Adelaide. <gasps> I kind of accidentally moved here. Like I yeah. came here during lockdown and then everyone decided Sydney was poisonous and so mm. I couldn't really go back without, you know, not being able to get back in. And, and so then I just was here longer and longer and longer and it got to the point where I was like I'm paying rent on an apartment in Sydney that is empty and uh, I don't know. So I just gave notice mm-hmm. and because I'm not in Sydney – I have to rely on my loving family and friends to pack up <laughs> and organise my apartment, which mm-hmm. means Jacob and Rhiannon, my older sister, and Alira, her daughter, have pretty much been going to my house a lot of days the last couple of weeks, packing up just 10 years of my nonsense because I've been living there for 10 years. Rhiannon told me it was so funny the other day the two of you were there and you were both just wandering around the house, like <laughs> not doing anything just like staring in all the rooms and then she'd walk out of one room and look at you and you'd walk out of another room and look at her and after a while she was like, are you okay? And you were just like, I just, I don't know where to start. (laughs) She was like, me either. (laughs) So I am the luckiest person in the whole entire world that I'm stuck in another state and I have some very loving family and friends who are doing the worst thing in the world, which is packing up an entire apartment getting it ready to hand back the keys it's i i i'm relieved that i don't have to do it but i also feel really bad that you guys are doing it so thank you so much i love you to the moon and back
1: You're very welcome. Now, can you please tell me where the Apple Watch was because you've (laughs) been withholding this from me.
0: (laughs) All of this was a rambling way of saying, last year I had my Apple Watch for, what, a month? Mm. And I loved it so much. I was one of those annoying people who could not stop going on about my Apple Watch. And then I lost it and it just disappeared and I was like, well, I'm in lockdown, so where – it can't be out of the house. Like, where have I been going except Woolworths once every few days?
1: Mm.
0: And I looked everywhere. I tore everything upside down, and I did do a very sad obituary to my Apple Watch, I think you'll remember, in which we played um, that Coldplay song. Yes. And I said an official goodbye. Mm. But then Rhiannon said, because Rhiannon's a Virgo and she's all about cleaning and organising, and she was like, I'm going to find that effing Apple Watch. And so they've had a competition, (laughs) Rhiannon and Alira, and Muhammad sometimes goes with them. Who Like, whoever finds the Apple Watch first wins. Mm. And they've almost finished packing, so they thought it was a lost cause. And I've really built up to this, but it's not that exciting. (laughs) So (laughs) yesterday, Alira was sorting through a bunch of my old clothes and she found it in the pocket of my dressing gown,
1: I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. See,
0: that's where it was. I cleared out the rubbish. I moved furniture. I was crazed. I was like Walter White in that episode of Breaking Bad with the fly in the lab. Like, I tore my house apart looking for that thing and it was in the pocket of my dressing gown.
1: I knew it was going to be in the pocket of something.
0: I know. Uh, What an idiot. Well, hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) And that's it. That's pretty much all that's happened since 2021 started. So bye.
1: (laughs) End of episode.
0: (laughs) But I guess the main thing is, yeah, I've kind of changed all my official addresses. I've got to go to the SA car place and get my L's changed from New South Wales to South Australia and still probably never get my proper licence. It's all happening. It all just kind of happened.
1: This is serious. Your nephew, Muhammad, had asked me on two different occasions now. Is Rosie really moving to Adelaide forever? Um, I don't think he's ready to accept that the answer is yes, no matter how much we tell him that you'll be back to visit and you'll be staying at his house when you visit. So he's going to get to see you even more. He will,
0: because now whenever I'm in Sydney, I'll be staying at his house. He'll love Mm. it. And once the borders are open, like he was meant to come and stay for a week over the school holidays but you know he couldn't after COVID happened again so he'll be able to come here I play handball with the little boys who live in my neighborhood so I've got all I've got this little group of friends all ready for him to play with when he comes oh I can't believe he asked you that I'm gonna cry
1: yeah adorable
0: (laughs) so that's that's my personal uh breaking news, I guess. Have you got anything except that you've just been devoted to packing up my house?
1: Honestly, the answer is no. I've been so incredibly lazy. And I was like, from the 2nd of January, I was like, yes, the new year has begun. I'm going to start (laughs) being so much more motivated uh, about so many different goals that I've set for myself. And no, no. Like I said, (laughs) 13th month of 2020. And it's just been an absolute Uh, no starter. That's
0: good, though. That's relatable. That's like, you know, everyone set goals and who, you know, that's mm. just life.
1: <laughs> you told me you so, were doing dry January. I was like, <laughs> good luck. I did
0: do it though. I actually did it quite, I've only drunk like two or three times, I think, and now today. But um, I did mostly do it and I just did it like, look, it's pretty dry for me, let's be honest. <laughs> so I did okay.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, so I would say that the biggest thing that happened at the start of this year and the reason we, we were going to come back last week, mm-hmm. but then a whole bunch of crazy racists raided the Capitol building in Washington DC and I was on the phone with Jacob and I said, we record earlier in the week for the episode that drops on Friday and last week the inauguration or whenever it was on the, thursday and we weren't going to have time and i was like what if we record the first episode of 2021 and just talk stupid nonsense to each other and honestly i said what if the next day joe biden gets shot in the head Mm. and like let's just wait a week and see what happens and i'm sorry america but your country is so effed that we literally were not sure whether or not we should record an episode last week in case something really, really bad happened at Mm -hmm. the inauguration. Thankfully, it didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hooray, you guys. It does say so much that we had such low expectations and such fear of what the ripple effect might be throughout the world after the inauguration Mm. if it went bad. Anyway, yes, it went well. It
0: went well. As far as I can tell, uh, it all went down. I was listening back to some old episodes from a couple months ago, and you and I were both pretty much saying, "There's no way Trump will go to the inauguration, and <laughs> there's no. Uh, we think he's probably just going to slink out the day before or the morning and go straight to Mar-a-Lago and start playing golf. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What a pathetic, predictable man. So, um, <laughs> love you, US. <laughs> Hope things get better. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, that was pretty much uh, why we pushed things back and we're all very thrilled that things went well and Jennifer Lopez snuck one of the lines from her most famous song into her little song that she sung, which I don't think that, she was meant to, but I loved it.
1: That was iconic. That, yeah, I
0: know. <laughs>
1: I've actually never believed in her as a singer ever before, but that that was such an incredible moment.
0: Yeah, it was. It was so good. And Yeah, so I got up at 3am to watch the inauguration. And I loved it.
1: It was lovely. I only watched the highlights Mm. and that was in protest because I believe that Cher was robbed. Cher did so much to get Biden to where he ended up. And for her to not have been the one invited to come and sing the national anthem was a crime. As much as I love Gaga and Mm. I think it's fantastic that she was invited to come and sing that song, which was so deliberate because she is such an LGBTQ Plus advocate. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, one of her most famous viral clips on YouTube is her singing the national anthem at a gay pride parade, where she changes the song at the end to. Um, uh, on this uh, way. The end go? No, no, no. She was singing um, the national anthem, and then in the end, uh, hold on. <laughs> was still there, oh, say, does that star spangled flag of pride yet wave? <laughs> so she changed it to that, and I was hoping she would do that, but she didn't. Uh. Instead of singing banner, star spangled banner, she said star spangled flag of pride.
1: Hey, when you saw her, did you have the same immediate thought that I did that she was wearing a Mockingjay from the Hunger Games yes. <laughs> on her shirt?
0: It was very Katniss Everdeen.
1: Oh, wow. And then once you saw that, you sort of looked at the whole thing and it all looked very mm. Pan um, And it was
0: very like Donald Sutherland's about to get, you know, mm-hmm. I I just had feelings that something bad was going to happen, was relieved when it didn't.
1: Mm. P.S. Gaga did not make eye contact with Pence the entire time.
0: (laughs) Who would? uh,
1: Yeah, foul. But, yeah, she just made sure that she completely blanked him.
0: My favourite thing from the whole thing is that the official goodbye thing that Trump put together for himself because no other president has ever done it. I think there was, like, a 21-gun salute at the airport where he went to get on the plane. (laughs) And um, he and Melania, like, walked up the stairs, got on the plane, and Baron wasn't with them. And so they're all there were just all these memes like, yo, you forgot your kid. Or like all these memes of Melania, like Catherine O'Hara in, in um <laughs> Home Alone, Demon. like on the uh, ah, Baron. <laughs> and then the most iconic thing, even though I think this woman is a devil and just as bad as him, but by the time Air Force One landed in Florida, Melania had changed out of a black suit into a caftan mm-hmm. and just got off the plane like, see ya, bitches. Got mm-hmm. down to the tarmac. Donald Trump stopped to post for photos. She didn't even stop with him. She just kept walking. She was like, I am Florida chic now. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was funny. Uh, Loved it.
1: Yeah, so many iconic moments from that day. Yeah. And you know what? She has served her time. I've got no respect for her whatsoever, but she yeah, has served I her know. time and now they can set her free.
0: Well, but that's what I hate, this narrative around her that, like, oh, she's a prisoner and she's served her time and she's going to divorce him. It's like, no, she's just as bad as him. She's just as selfish and she's just as self-serving. And, uh, yeah, I think she's just as bad. But, um, anyway, good riddance.
1: Yes. ah, oh, It One just feels all. so good, doesn't it?
0: It does. Mm. It does. It feels great. Okay, cool. So let's get into proper breaking news since... 2021 started. Okay, mm-hmm. what I want to start with is um, the block scandal. Do you know about this?
1: I think people have sent this through to us, and I purposely yeah. avoided it because I know that you so want to talk about it.
0: Our first few broken users are all scammers because there's been quite a few since 2021 started. So um, on the block, um, the way you like win is you—they give your house a reserve price after you've renovated it. And mm-hmm. then however much someone buys that for at auction over the reserve price, you get to keep. So you renovate this shitty house, it gets given a reserve price of five hundred thousand dollars. And if you if someone buys it for six hundred thousand dollars, you get a hundred thousand dollars prize money.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And then if you compared to the other teams get the most amount over your reserve price, you then get another hundred thousand dollars as like for coming first.
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: So everybody gets money because everybody's house pretty much sells. I think one year one house didn't sell and these people <laughs> had been on this reality show for, like, two months and they didn't get anything. But um, this, like, pretty much everyone's house sells and the mm. house that sells for the most, those people also get an extra $100,000. So this year there was a team of a husband and wife called Jimmy and Tam mm. and their house sold for $4.256 which was almost $900,000 over their reserve. So they wow. got $900,000 and then they're sold for the most, so they also got the extra $100,000. So they got a million dollars pretty wow. much, prize mm-hmm. money, which was apparently that was a block record. It's the most mm-hmm. anyone has ever won. And there was this weird little 28-year-old pixie-looking girl who was the person who bid on the house. And she kind of reminded me of... Um, the lead character from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo because Channel Uh 9 was like, there's this mysterious bidder. She's from, like, Sweden or something and she's 28 and she's a cybersecurity expert who's worked for Apple and the United (laughs) Nations and it was just like, you know, she does computer things Mm. so she's got tech money and everyone was just like, oh, okay, so this 28-year-old girl bid this much money on this house comes out a few weeks later that she the money never came through. She never paid for it. And and then it comes out that she's apparently a scammer who pulls weird shit like this all over the world. She has nothing. What she had done was uh, <sighs> sent the executive producer a screenshot of like her transferring the money over saying mm-hmm. like, here, look, here's, it's gone from my account to, you know, wherever. And they were like, good, thanks. And But then the money never came through and whenever they kept asking her for it, she just kept sending through this same screenshot. So they took it to an expert and it had clearly been doctored like in Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And then she... She came out and said, like, no, no, it's just a mistake. I hired a bad lawyer who didn't file some form. You just need to give me a week and I'll get everything in order. But by that point, the story had broken wide open. Scott Cam, the host of The Block, had to go on a current affair and give an interview, and um, she didn't have the money and she never paid it. So Jimmy and Tam, who thought they had a million dollars, their house didn't sell and it still hasn't sold... And so they got nothing except Channel 9, I think, because they felt so sorry for them, said, you can keep the 100000 that you got for selling your house for the most money, even though it didn't actually sell. You can just keep it.
1: Uh, okay. I have <laughs> questions which okay, are go. mostly probably quite technical. Well, I suppose they can go back and sell it again then and whatever surplus yes, so- money they get beyond the reserve, they can still get
0: that's what they're hoping to do. That's what they're trying to do, but it still hasn't sold. And there was a man who has bought a bunch of block houses before and did buy, I think, a couple of them this year, and he's a really serious bidder. And he got into a bidding war with this girl on the day, and she outbid him. And so they went back to him and said, will you buy it for the price that you bid? And he was like, no, because I was bidding against someone who was jacking up the price, like... Why would I give you the amount that I bid? Like, (laughs) when I was bidding against someone who was playing pretend, like, that's ridiculous. It's probably not worth that much. So he Mm. wouldn't buy it. And now it's just sitting on the market and they're waiting for someone to buy it. But you know what the crazy thing is? This girl is a nutter mm-hmm. because she keeps talking to the press and she keeps insisting that she told Channel 9 she wanted to fix it, but they wouldn't let her fix it. And if reporters want to sit down with her, she'll show them the required documentation. And whenever reporters are like, OK, she just shows them this photoshopped, like, bank like bank statement, like transferred Mm. slip and they're like but we know this isn't real and and the thing is like what I don't understand about it is I understand scammers like for example Anna Delvey who do things like this to get money Mm. but this girl was not going to get anything out of this she didn't have the money she doesn't have the money she doesn't have any money she went on this national television reality show bid you know over $4 million on an apartment knowing she would never have the money to buy it. So what was the end, like, what was the end game? What was she going to get out of it? I think she's just crazy.
1: Uh, Have you looked into her previous scams?
0: Well, she's just a lot of people since the story sort of went public in the media, a lot of people from her life in the past have come forward and said, oh, she borrowed X amount of money off me, Mm. never gave it back. She borrowed this amount of money off me and kept sending me fake transfer slips saying she was paying me back. So she's basically just like borrowed money off people or scammed certain people for relatively small amounts of cash. I like, $5,000 $5,000 and stuff like that. But um, this is not that kind of scam because what is in this, like there's no way for her to get money. What she think they were just going to hand her the house when they hadn't got any money yet? <laughs> like I don't understand what her end game was. And she's also a bit of a sicko. So the block is pre-recorded, right? I think a couple weeks before it goes on air or maybe a week before it goes on air. Mm. Um, they record the auction and then it goes on air like a week later. She went to the couple, Jimmy and Tam, who she bought the house from. She went and had dinner at their house, and the two of them and her and their baby all watched the auction together on TV <laughs> when that episode aired and celebrate. And she celebrated with them. They popped a thing of champagne, posted it on social media. And this poor couple, they're just a really kind of sweet, Aussie, hardworking, middle class couple. And they were like, she sat in our home and we made her dinner. And we watched the auction together <laughs> and she knew she was a scammer.
1: That is so brazen. She- I
0: know. Why? Why? That's what i why? I'm so fascinated. Why? <sighs> because she wasn't getting any, any, there was no money in the end. There was nothing in the end for her. And she still online is insisting that. You know, she has the money, but Channel 9 has just stopped returning her calls. So what is she meant to do? What what can she do? They've stopped returning her calls.
1: A criminal charge is going to be pressed against her?
0: I I mean, I don't know. Is it a criminal I suppose it's a criminal offence to officially bid on a house at auction if you don't have the money, is it? I don't I I'm not rich enough to know about those parts mm. of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so a lot, that was massive scandals never happened on the block before. It just, I think it was funny to me because the executive producers kept saying it never in a million years occurred to us that someone would come and fake bid. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. The show's been on air for a long time.
1: Look, I think my brain has been damaged because I'm always starting to think now of conspiracies that might be taking place. And I would say if this was all orchestrated (laughs) by the block... Then it was expertly done because it's got us talking about it. I'm sure there's been many, many articles written about it. So many oh, people were sending yeah. it through to us as a hot tip for something to talk about either as an episode or breaking news. I had no idea that The Block even still was on TV. So yes. they've done a very good job of boosting their consumer awareness.
0: That's true. But mm. I don't know if that's true. They seemed pretty schmozzled <laughs> that the whole thing had happened and this girl seems like a bit of a nutter, TBH. Um, so, yeah, that's scammer breaking news number one. Mm-hmm. Scam and breaking news number two. Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> what is si this? Bueno. Sí, si bueno. Español, yeah. Okay, do you want to give me a rundown of it? Because you seem to know a lot about it. <laughs> oh my God, it's the craziest story. What I'm a sure. psychopath.
1: You'll expand on this, but um, Alec Baldwin, who, of course, we all love from his time on 30 Rock and who had a heck of a 2020 playing Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, Mm -hmm. uh, married a woman who is... A very, very athletic-looking yoga teacher who was, what, a yoga Fitzbo influencer on the socials Um, primarily. That was where she sort of built her profile. Um, Yeah, but she
0: didn't really have a profile before she married Alec Baldwin. She was just a yoga teacher in New York City. mm. She Um, met him in a restaurant.
1: Yes, and it seems like when she met him, she was doing her sort of I'm-so-exotic shtick of putting on a bit of a Spanish accent to make herself Mm -hmm. seem a little bit more interesting than a girl who's from Massachusetts who grew Mm -hmm. up with parents who grew up in Massachusetts and grandparents (laughs) who'd migrated to Massachusetts a long time ago, but she was acting very much like she was fresh off the boat. And, um, as her profile started to continue to grow, she had to just sort of continue to live the lie every now and then she would completely forget that she was meant to be speaking with an accent. So there's Mm. footage of that. Um, and she Basically, was caught out, and I'm sure you're going to tell she us how, when, out. and why, and who.
0: So, Ilaria Baldwin, <laughs> Alec Baldwin's uh, very tight-bodied wife. I think she's. I think she's about my age. I think She's, she's like thirty-five or thirty-six. Mm. I think. She, Someone on Twitter uh, over the Christmas break tweeted, like, can't believe um, Hilaria Baldwin is still getting away with her 10-year grift pretending to be Spanish. Mm -hmm. And that's when a lot of people replied to that tweet, like, what? But then a lot of other people were like, oh, my God, I know. And within hours, the story had just completely unraveled. So... I think he truly believes she was Spanish because he strikes me as the kind of self-absorbed, awful kind of man who would never really look that deeply into who he's married to as long as she has a tight bod. Mm. So basically, she is called Elaria Baldwin and she's Alec Baldwin's Spanish wife. They met... I don't know, 10 years ago in a restaurant, she's a yoga instructor. Being married to him kind of made her a bit more of a famous yoga, healthy living influencer. They've had five children together, all with very Spanish names. Uh, She was on the cover of like, you know, whatever the equivalent of uh, like the uh, Latina, like Hispanic, um, who weekly is or new idea Mm. is she was on the cover of that a few times as like a a spanish woman who was like you know done really well for herself Mm. she made a lot of tv appearances talking with an accent she talked with an accent all the time the most famous example is a shot of her on like good morning america or something doing a cooking segment and she's like i really like these ones and you put in these vegetables and this one uh how you see in English, uh, <laughs> and the host goes, cucumber. And she goes, yeah, cucumber. Like, she fully does the Italian stick. Alec Baldwin, there's lots of footage of him on talk shows because, you know, when you go on, like, Conan mm. O'Brien and all those kind of late-night talk shows, you tell cute anecdotes about your family, and there's mm. all these um, clips of Alec Baldwin <laughs> talking to, like, David Letterman and stuff. Well, you know, my wife is Spanish, and back in Spain, it, where she grew up, blah di blah di blah blah and so she and she, you know, in all her Instagram posts, talks in a Spanish accent, she was, everybody thought, <laughs> Spanish. On her Wikipedia page says she was born in Spain. Even on her agent's website, it says she's was like raised in Spain. There was a clip of her on a podcast telling these two women that she moved to New York from Spain when she was 21 to go to university and never left because she loved New York so much. Like, she's literally, like, I think she's a bit crazy. So anyway, this is what everybody thought, Mm. but then it came out. None of it was true. She is very white. She has two very white parents, like you said, very white ancestry. Her father's side dates back to the Mayflower, the very first white people (laughs) to come to America. That is whiter than white. She grew up in Boston called, her real name is Hillary Haywood Thomas. Mm. She, you know, grew up in regular schools. All these people who went to school with her were like, look, I don't have a bad word to say about her. She's a nice girl, but she's not Spanish. Like, she's not Spanish. We've known her since forever. From what everyone kind of pieced together. Her parents are both university professors. I think her mum's a doctor and her dad's a lawyer. Mm. And they, when they retired in 2011, moved to Mallorca, the island off the coast of Spain. Mm. And so since 2011, she's been going to visit her parents who live in Spain in their retirement. Mm. And at some point, somewhere along the way, Mm. she decided that meant she was Spanish and started saying she was Spanish And I've got a theory that she just pretended to be an exotic Spanish woman to hook in Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Who was like a super rich millionaire celebrity and then she couldn't really back down. To the point, can you imagine being one of her children, like all of whom are called like Eduardo, Ricardo, (laughs) Baldwin and knowing I have this name because of a scam, like because my mum was pretending to be Spanish? And so, like, it was really bizarre. And she, Alec Baldwin kind of stuck up for her at first and he was like, you don't understand. She spent time in Spain and America. Like, she's between both growing up, like, and she, but she won't, she did an interview with the New York Times, the only interview she did, and Mm. she still just wouldn't answer any questions in a straightforward way. They were like, okay, so you went to Spain a lot as a kid. She's like, yes. And they're like, how often? She's like, I'm not going to put time frames on things. <laughs> I was just there sometimes and I was here sometimes. And they're like, well, did you go to school there? And she's like, I did do some learning there. <laughs> like she won't. It's like a lawyer has taught like, and I'm so fascinated by it because you know me, I get obsessed with women like Elizabeth Holmes yeah. and the ones who I think do you believe this? Are you crazy and yeah. you believe your own bullshit or are you pulling a total scam? Mm. Like, and so Alec Baldwin really stuck up for it, got really angry. She really stuck up for herself. She's like, I- I'm really proud of my heritage that I'm not a regular Boston girl. I'm like different things. And yes, I'm <laughs> bilingual because, you know, I talk to my parents in Spanish and, um, and sometimes I mix up words, <laughs> and they're, like, in English, and she's like, yes, and it, oh, my God. So, anyway, <gasps> the last I read, Alec Baldwin had moved into a different house, oh. which he said is for, because he's filming some project, but everyone's mm. like, I don't know, I think you realise your wife's a f- a nutter <laughs> mm-hmm. because he steadfast stuck up with for her the first, like, week and then he went, like, radio silent and now he's living in a different house.
1: Wow. Okay, I wasn't aware of that part of it. I mean, you would um, feel more than a little bit betrayed if the person and that you married's and- backstory was manufactured.
0: Mm. But not just betrayed, just, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would you tell such a weird lie? Like... I don't get it. Mm. It gives me the heebie-jeebies.
1: Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think that she, like, just set eyes on him as a target and thought that she needed to do something to make her stand out from all the other Mm -hmm. tight bods that were there at whatever party it was they encountered each other. Um, And then she was, she'd painted herself into a corner. She yeah. had to continue to commit and that's all down just snowballs. Call
0: your kids Eduardo and Ricardo. No turning back. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them's called Carmen. They've they've all got super Spanish names. It's hilarious. Uh, like Rosario. Nuts. <laughs> it's quite similar to the Rachel Dolazole thing, you know, the woman who insists that she's black, the red-headed Irish woman who uh, got busted pretending to be African American. To the point where she was the head of her city NAACP chapter. And then her family came out and said, she's a redhead, we're from Ireland. <laughs> don't you know about
1: her? No, I don't know about <gasps> that. I've been catching Rachel up on Dolezal. the last 10 years' worth of news.
0: And then Rachel all started doing this terrible thing where she was basically comparing herself to a transgender person. She was like, look, I identify as black. How dare you tell me that I can't? Like, just like other people identify as a different gender. And everyone was like, no. There's a, <gasps> oh my God, there's a documentary on her called I Am Rachel. Don't watch it. I'm going to do a just a gist on it. I can't believe you haven't heard of it. Okay, next. A lot of people want us to talk about this because it's a female scammer, it's a financial scam, and it's a woman in Sydney. So, Sydney over Christmas has basically had their own female Bernie Madoff.
1: Oh. And in, oh. yes.
0: It's been all over the news and there is actually um, a big story on 60 Minutes this Sunday about it. So I'm really excited to watch that. But basically there's a woman in, uh, she lived in Dover Heights, which is like one of the most expensive areas to live in Sydney. Her Mm -hmm. name's Melissa Caddick. She's 49. She's an Mm -hmm. investment banker and she was just pulling a full Bernie Madoff. She was getting people to give her lots of money to invest and then she was giving them fake statements, showing them how much money she was making them, but really she was just spending all the money. And she spent like tens of millions of dollars the only reason she kind of got stopped is because a couple who went to invest with her were quite savvy about financial stuff. And she sent them an account number to put the money into and they knew it was the wrong kind of account number. Mm. And so they wrote back to her and they were like, this is odd. Like, why isn't this the official blah, blah, blah. And a day later, she wrote back to them and said, um, I'm sorry, my investment books are full. Uh, we'll have to just not go forward with this. And they were Mm -hmm. like, that's weird. And so then Mm -hmm. they sort of talked and people started talking. So ASIC, which is like the Australian Securities Exchange, wait, I don't know, I'm about Mm -hmm. to say things, investments, the people who bust people for money things, (laughs) um, went to her house, raided her house, took away, like, all her documents, all her hard drives, everything. And she had a summons to appear in court, like, at that Friday. I think this was, like, Monday or something. Tuesday morning, she leaves to go for a jog at 5am, never comes back.
1: Oh. Gone. Completely oh. gone. She's on the run. And,
0: well, that's what they think. She's on the <laughs> run. She's not... She's rich enough to be on the bloody run isn't she so um apparently she had like five passports and she had a lot of money she was really smart with putting things in offshore accounts like if anyone was going to be able to go on the run it was her she had this toy boy husband who the way he's been described I think he's kind of like her sex idiot so um he's (laughs) 11 years younger than her Um, When she met him, I think he was like an apprentice hairdresser and she kind of funded his dreams of becoming a DJ. So he (laughs) kind of, that's all he really does. And everyone kind of thought he was too stupid to know anything about what was happening, but she went missing on like the Wednesday morning and he didn't tell anybody until Friday's court date. So they were like, you know, because you gave her time to get away. So oh. when she didn't come to court on the Friday, the judge was like, where is she? And he was like, I don't know. She's been missing since Wednesday morning. And the judge was like, well, you should tell someone. <laughs> but by that point, she had a head start. And I think this was back in either December. I think this was December, like late, early December. And she still hasn't been found. And they think, yeah, she's she's gone. She's taken off.
1: Okay, Do they have any theories? Do they have any leads?
0: The only tip I could see is that the husband got a few very short phone calls from the top end. So they thought maybe she was up in like Alice Springs, Darwin, Mm. but they haven't been able to. He apparently explained that away and they haven't been able to figure it out. Since all I think it's quite funny, or not funny, I do feel bad, but all her accounts and everything have obviously been frozen. And the court has given her husband, and she has a teenage son from a previous marriage. The two of them asked, I think, for like six thousand dollars a week to continue living. And the judge was like, No, you can have eight hundred dollars. So they're getting (laughs) eight hundred (gasps) dollars. Hey, that's more than job seeker. yeah, I know, I know, but imagine going from being that rich to, like, mm. I'm like, yeah, welcome, living on $800 a week. That's, like, lavish to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know much about it. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all anyone knows. She mm-hmm. apparently was a crazy spender, like, Some of the things I've seen in the news is, like, you know, they looked at her accounts and she would go into Chanel and spend $200,000 in one go and she would, Mm. like, they just, you know, skied in Aspen every year and flew on private jets and it was, she was spending up big. Mm. So there's this thing on 60 Minutes on Sunday, which I guess they're going to interview a lot of her victims and people that she screwed over and stuff. But um, Mm. so I'm dying to watch it so everyone should watch it.
1: Yes, please do give us weekly updates as we return to being a weekly-ish podcast because I'm I know, very curious I will. to know.
0: And I effin' love, well, not love because she's a criminal, but Bernie Madoff, so stupid, got arrested, is currently in jail. I love that she's the woman version and she's like, a bye! She had a plan. <laughs> she outed. She's probably lying on a beach right now with a Mai Tai, with a new face, a new name and access to some secret account with gazillions of dollars in it.
1: There are going to be films made about her, and she's always going to be six steps ahead.
0: I know. I love it. So everybody wanted us to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. Next breaking news. Okay. A lot of Britney stuff's been happening lately. I've mm-hmm. got to do a JTG on the Free Britney Movement because I think it's reached a point where we, we can do it Uh, just the gist on it now Mm. but what came out over the break is that someone who used to work on her social media team came out and told the press that she doesn't post any of her own social media posts her her estate which is her dad who controls her doesn't let her So what happens is she just films herself on her phone, which apparently has no access to the internet. So she films herself doing all those dances and stuff, and then she'll write some captions in, like, the notes app. That gets sent through to the social media team, and they then post on her Instagram for her Mm -hmm. and, like, try to sort of... Apparently she sends through just, like, nonsensical ramblings that they try to, like, make coherent, and then they post these things. So this, yeah, this woman came forward and said she wouldn't even know how to get on her Instagram. We do Wow,
1: and this woman's been verified to can they prove I that don't she know. was actually it's,
0: with the free Britney stuff, it's all rumors. Like I I don't know. But that it seemed credible to me. But um we'll see. There's a lot of rumors floating around about that right now. I will say that like I was listening to um There's this podcast called Even the Rich, which I think I've talked about before, Um, and it's these two girls who just talk about, like, stories of famous kind of wealthy people. Um, It's... I don't want to be bitchy when I say this. It's a good podcast. It's interesting. But the two girls who host it, it's like they are the reason men say women can't be funny. I oh girls like they have these really scripted really lame jokes and they're mm. not great actors so they can't pull off that it's like off the cuff banter yeah and it's like it's like oh my god this podcast is so interesting you're telling me such good stuff but then every 30 seconds you have to stop and put in these lame asides that sound really fake and cheesy and lame yeah like stop just tell yeah. the st- Have you listened to it? Do you know what I mean?
1: I have, and it's a bit of a punish. Um, in preparing for the bling ring, they had done a few ah, episodes yeah. on that, um, and it's, you know. I feel like the scripts have been written for them, and Maybe? it's like yeah. reading the second list. You're listening to their second read through rehearsal or something.
0: It's so awkward. Anyway, mm. but it is a really good podcast. Like informative, interesting. You just have to cringe your way through their really cringy jokes. Mm. Um, but they did a series on Britney and uh, recently, and when I was listening, they had like a bunch of audio clips of her, and it sort of sent me down a bit of a Britney rabbit hole. And As recently as I would say 10 years ago, maybe 15, she seemed like a completely different person. Like Mm. you look at her now and you're like, oh, well, she's clearly kind of like a child in in an adult woman's body and she clearly needs help like looking after herself and she's a bit off. But you go back 15 years and she was a vibrant, intelligent, like well-spoken normal-seeming person. So something in the last 10 to 15 years has drastically changed with her. Mm. And, you know, the conspiracy is with the Free Britney people is that her father keeps her medicated and all this kind of stuff. So Mm. we'll look into it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm glad to know that you're finally feeling ready to do that episode because yes, a lot I'm of people, including me, ready. have been gagging. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. No, we'll do it. Um, okay. Oh, next one. I love this one. There was a lot of outrage over the Christmas break because Denmark has released a children's cartoon about a man with a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's called John Dillamand, which apparently just translates to something like man with a big penis. I'll read you this quote. John Dillamand has an extraordinary penis, so extraordinary, in fact, (laughs) that it can perform rescue operations, uh, sketch murals, hoist a flag and even steal ice cream from children. The Danish Danish equivalent of the BBC... So it's kind of like the ABC, like their public broadcaster, yeah. has a new animated series aimed at four- to eight-year-olds about John Dillamand, the world, the man with the world's longest penis who oh, overcomes no. hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. <laughs> and, okay, I've got a link I want to send. It, uh, it's stop motion, so it kind of <sighs> looks a bit like um, Wallace and Gromity. And yeah. I, the penis isn't... It's kind of like a long... You never see it because it's covered in clothes, but it's like a long bit of rope just coming from between his legs that uh-huh. does amazing things. And I've got a link here that I'm going to send you. It's the intro of the show, like the opening credits.
1: Okay. Hold oh my on. God, I'll I'm looking at images you. right now. Oh. oh! The mustache and the beanie already are concerning for a kid's show, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh. oh. oh.
0: It's awesome. It's so great. So...
1: <laughs> and this is for kids. This is not like a cartoon chicken it's for, style.
0: It's for four to eight-year-olds. Can you describe what you just saw? I a long rope penis grabbing things. That
1: he turned into a boat. <laughs> he wrapped it around and around itself and then he got in and floated on his own penis and...
0: <laughs> so there was a bit of a um, pushback... In Denmark, about this. A lot of people said, particularly in the age of Me Too, it isn't the right time to be releasing a cartoon about a man who isn't in control of his penis, which I thought was <laughs> like, come on, you're really pushing it a bit far there, but um, a child psychologist who commented on it, I think I read this in The Guardian, said, John Dilliman talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like kids do, but crucially Dilliman always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, (laughs) he listens, which is nice. He is accountable. (laughs) But it's still airing on um, Danish public television and apparently it's quite popular and people find it really funny and like it and kids think it's bloody hilarious.
1: Wow. That is being funded by the government.
0: Well, apparently they, um, their version of the ABC, which is called DR, um, are known for pushing the envelope with kids' shows and um, so they kind of, I don't know, I guess they have a culture over there where people think kids are mature enough to find that quite hilarious. And it's true. Kids do find genitals really hilarious.
1: He's using it to lure a tiger in one of the (laughs) images that I'm looking at right now. I. I worry about the influence that this might have on kids.
0: Yeah, but it's not like a kid has a penis long enough to stretch it across the room and like true. grab a lolly from a, someone's hand.
1: But still, like if it's clearly thinking, silliness. It's fun to wave it at an animal and see what happens. That could have a nasty outcome. Uh, and that's also, true. you know, if there's this lovable character that's just whipping out his schlong and then in real life a grown man whips out his schlong and I they think decide that's to what a lot of it, were fun yeah mm. in
0: the age of me too that's not you can't be encouraging boys but um, anyway <laughs> 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 just a bit of breaking news from Denmark um oh this next one's just a quick one but the honey badger the guy who was the bachelor who didn't pick anyone and became instantly very unlikable, mm. um, has been spotted liking a bunch of Pete Evans's Instagram posts.
1: Oh.
0: Just like pro-Trump and anti-vaccinations and COVID's a lie and mm. don't let the government inject poison into your body when it's no worse than the flu, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. people thought he was the worst and now it seems like he probably is. <laughs> ben Affleck, I love this one so much, broke up with his girlfriend, some actress, and the next day, and they've been very lovey-dovey over lockdown, there's been lots of paparazzi shots of them going on walks around the block together, and the day after they broke up, paparazzi got photos out the front of his house of a uh, workman throwing a life-size cutout of her into the skip bin. LAUGHTER It's like, relationship <laughs> over! <laughs> <gasps>
1: I love wow, so much. really dumped her. Wow. <laughs>
0: and then, okay, this is our final, final breaking news. Mm. I love this so much. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow released a a line of candles called This Smells Like My Vagina. Mm-hmm. And the candles were meant to smell like her vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cost $75. And I wrote down the what the smell is for you because I know you're interested in fragrances. <laughs> it's geranium, citrusy, citrusy bergamot, and cedar absolutes juxtaposed with da- damask yes. rose mm-hmm. and ambrete seed. hmm So that is it. And everyone was like, lol, they sold out in two hours because, of course, a Mm. a candle that smells like Gwyneth's vagina would sell out. And then news broke a couple weeks ago that one of them exploded in a person's house. (laughs) So, mayday, mayday, don't buy Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. It will explode. (laughs) It was a woman in England, and she's quoted as saying, The candle exploded and emitted huge flames. What accent am I doing? I don't know. With bits flying everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. The whole room, the whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. Oh, no. Jodie, who lives with her partner in Kilburn, North London, and i what did I just do, Irish? I don't know. That was Scottish, Um, yeah. Irish, Scottish. Uh, We eventually got it under control and threw it out the front door. And then she said, she had a funny, she goes, it could have burned the whole place down. It was scary at the time, but funny looking back that Gwyneth's vagina exploded in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs)
1: Uh, (sighs) Look, I
0: think if you are enough of an insufferable dickhead that you spend $75 on a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina, kind of serves you right if it explodes in your living room.
1: (sighs) Could have been a gift, though.
0: Also, what lies that her vagina smells like geranium, citrusy bergamot, cedar absolutes, damask rose and ambret seed? I'm sorry. Is that you not cross what- all that out oh. and write, like, vaguely a fish.
1: <laughs> so
0: everyone's genitals just smell a bit musty and weird.
1: Yeah. They don't
0: smell like geranium and citrusy bergamot.
1: Lies. From what I understand... It wasn't actually meant to smell like Gwyneth's Vagina because it wasn't her brand. You know how Goop sells lots of different mm. brands? So they it was just one of the fragrance brands that they happened to stock. Um, and it is actually a really solid selling point for a candle is its packaging more than anything else. And if you can put something on it that people will want to Instagram that's going to grab people's attention like this candle smells this like, smells my, like vagina, my vagina,
0: vagina. Yeah. then, of
1: course, it's going to move because, you know, that's a hilarious gift to give to people and that's a fantastic thing to post about on your socials. So, um, yeah, she's sort of copped the flack and I guess that she's just taken it because she's like, because I'll also have your money, thank you very much, yeah, exactly. if you buying it from me and giving me credit. But then, yeah, it's really backfired on her if it's now <laughs> burning down <laughs> homes and ruining lives.
0: Burning down homes? I'm just having fun doing this accent, though. <laughs> I don't know why I end everything in this high bitch. Anyway, that was it. That was breaking news. <gasps> First for 2021.
1: Yes. Wow. Imagine what this is setting us up for, if that's just the beginning. I
0: know. Mm. Just two 2020s on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. That's all we got.
1: Can I just end with one thing? Sure. I don't know if you've been looking at this, but one of my favourite, favourite things to cackle at at the moment is the videos on hashtag no fly list where people have um, captured footage of the insurrectionists oh, yeah. being dragged off planes or being refused um, permission to board a plane yeah. because they have been labelled as what they are, which is domestic yes. terrorists. And uh-huh. the tantrums that these people have um, and just they really, truly show their deepest true mm. colours when they're saying things like, why are you treating me like a black person?
0: Yeah, um, I know. Yes. Yeah. It's Police aren't meant that. to shoot at us. They're meant to shoot at them. Mm. Meaning <laughs> people of colour. <laughs> that's right.
1: Um, so we might like to post a link to one of the best supercuts on YouTube mm, in this week's definitely. show notes. Um, and, yeah, if you need something to lift your spirits, trust me, that works.
0: It really does. Actually, mm. that's so true. It really does. Mm. Oh, and if you need something to decimate your heart and rip it out of your body, watch It's a Sin on Stan. Oh, my God. Have you watched it yet? Jacob. I haven't had time. Jacob, no. Jacob. <gasps> Oh, it's a sin is this new show on Stan about a bunch of kids growing up in London in pretty much from 1980 to 19, the early 1990s. Um, And, you know, they're mostly gay boys. And of course, at that time was when this mysterious new illness called AIDS started Mm. ravaging the city and none of them understood what it was. And it is one of the greatest television shows I've ever watched in my entire life. It's um, by the creator of Queer as Folk, who Mm -hmm. when he did Queer as Folk, he made a conscious decision to ignore HIV as a thing because he just wanted that show to be about gay men living joyous, happy lives. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so this is kind of like, my companion piece to Queer as Folk that also Mm. this was happening at the same time. And it's only five episodes. Um, Each of them are an hour long. And I watched it in one go and just, like, it is gut-wrenching but incredible, incredible television. Oh, my goodness. Just everyone has to watch it. It's on Stan and it is breathtakingly brilliant. Mm Mm-hmm. Just brilliant
1: I have not heard you talk about a show like this in such a long time So yes of course I'm going to watch it Because you do speak So very highly of it If you then need a joyful palate cleanser after that Can I please selfishly request That everyone go and watch On Becoming a God in Central Florida Yes <laughs> Because it is so good. It is laugh out loud hilarious and it was renewed for a second season but then they had Mm. to cancel it because of the COVID COVID culling that they were doing. I am not going to rest until there is a second season watching Kirsten Dunst play Southern Trash She Uh,
0: is one of the most underrated actresses of her generation. mm. Every role she does is so effing brilliant. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The performance is amazing. All of the performances are amazing. Go to Apple TV. You will have to pay for it. Buy the season. You won't regret Mm. it. You'll probably want to watch it twice. And then hopefully if enough people buy it, they'll realise that there's enough demand to make season two. Mm.
0: And that will make you feel a lot better after It's a Sin just completely rips your soul from your body but in a good way <laughs> yeah in a good way <laughs> everyone should those are yeah woofed okay uh, that's it breaking cool. news do. we're about to just record another episode now so see you in one second see you there bye listener